So that's John chapter 1, starting at verse 1. And it's on page 1063 of the Church Bibles. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Thank you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this part of your word that you've spoken to us, that you are speaking to us now. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would enable us to understand it and to live in the light of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, well, we've had our decorations up at home for a few weeks now, and uh, that naturally means that the boxes all the decorations live in are also still in the lounge. We probably need to sort that out. But we've got four boxes. I think it's four, is it? Four, maybe five massive boxes full of stuff, plus the box that the tree comes in. Uh, it's not a real tree. It does drop as many needles as a real tree. I don't quite know how there's anything left on it. But anyway, we have these big boxes and all the Christmas stuff goes in and all the Christmas stuff comes out. So the Christmas jumpers get put in there and come out. The Christmas films and music. Uh, we have a few Christmas cuddly toys that go in there, thanks to Glennis's knitting. Uh, all the decorations for the tree, all the decorations for the house. But I noticed as it was all coming out this year, just how much of the stuff in those boxes are lights whether that's the, the string of lights for the tree, or the lights that we put on our bookcases in the front room, whether the little lights that go outside near our door, various candle holders, there's a little bowl we've got when a light goes in it, it shines out the windows on the street on the thing. We've got a little silver thing, you put a tea light in it and it makes it spin round. We've got a little star lamp in our window. Uh, on your way here, you would have seen lots of lights, wouldn't you, on the high streets, which our, our very own Carl switched on. Um, there's so many different lights at Christmas, and that is absolutely right. As we're looking at this passage, I particularly want us to see something about how Christmas is about light. It's only fitting that those decorations would be like that. We also have a box of stuff for Easter. I don't think there's any lights in that, um, because that's not what we're thinking about. But here at Christmas, that is what we are thinking about. Christmas is about the light, and that's how the Apostle John describes Jesus in the verses that we just read. Verse 4 calls him the light of all mankind. It says that in him there is the light of all mankind. Verse 9 calls him the true light. 
It's talking about Jesus. So as we celebrate his birth, uh, I want us to think about that image of light and what that teaches us and how we should respond to Jesus if he is that true light. The first thing I want us to see in, in this passage is the source of light. The source of light. Of light. light doesn't just come from nowhere. There's always a, a source, whether that is a, a candle like these or, or the sun. But Jesus is the source of all light. And we see that in the opening verses of John's Gospel. Uh, verse 1 introduces us to Jesus as the Word. We thought a bit about this on Friday night if you were at the Christmas meal. We're told this Word was God, is God. Verse 3, through him all things were made. And then we get to verse 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. In him is light. Jesus is the source of light. But what does that actually mean? It's a very nice sounding thing to say. (laughs) What does that actually mean? Well, uh, in the Bible, light is used to describe various things. But really, it's everything good, as opposed to the darkness of evil. God is entirely goodness and light. We thought about this a few weeks ago when Steve Morris preached on God as the father of lights, absolutely pure, entirely light with no darkness at all. So when we think of Jesus being the source of light, in no small part, we should think of that as the source of all goodness as opposed to the darkness of evil. Light in the Bible is also about joy. You think of someone who is sad, um, you think of them in the gloom and in the darkness. But instead, with the coming of Jesus, we have light. So when we see him as the source of light, he's the source of all joy. A very common way the Bible speaks about light is about truth. If you say to somebody, oh, I'm completely in the dark, you mean, I don't know. I'm in the dark. But if you say that somebody has seen the light, oh, well, now they know the truth. That's a very biblical way of thinking about light. So again, when we say that Jesus is the source of all light, that in him was life, and that life was the light of mankind, this is about truth, the way it really, really is. And connected to that, light's about guidance. It's about being able to see your way. Uh, if you've ever been on the, the rotor to lock up after church, you need to make sure that you switch the lights off after you're leaving the room. Don't There's a light switch up here, I think, that would turn the lights off. That's not the time to then go through. You need the light on so you can see where you're going, and then you switch it off. In fact, you might have seen uh, on the back stairs down here, there is now a light that is permanently on, because by law... It is not safe to see in, to go down the stairs without the lights on. So there is always a light on there because you need it to see where you're going. And all those kind of ideas are represented in the word light. We're being told here that goodness and joy and truth and guidance all come from Jesus. In him was life and that life was the light of of all mankind. Everybody wants light. Everybody wants those things. They want light in their life. But do we think of going to Jesus for those things? He is the source of all light, the source of 
everything we're told here, aren't we? In verse 3, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Because in him was life. You compare that to the way many people see the world. Instead there, we see that what we start off with is nothing. And then somehow nothing explodes. And we have millions of years of bits of dust and rock and eventually some slime, and out of the slime eventually comes life, eventually, and millions of years after that, life that we might actually call sort of a a personality sort of life. The Bible completely reverses that. It begins with a God in whom there is life, in himself, and out of that comes everything. He creates a world of which he is its source, His personal name given in the Bible, I am, because he just is self-sustaining, pre-existent, relying on nothing. I said before, every light has a source. Well, he is the source of everything good. The very first words recorded in the Bible as spoken by God, let there be light, and there was How is it possible that there was light a few days before he creates the sun? (laughs) Because he is the source. He is the source of all light and goodness and joy and truth and guidance. That is who the Lord Jesus is. But as John goes on uh, as he's writing this, he isn't just trying to tell us about God as he is in himself. He is telling the story of the God who arrived on earth in the person of the Lord Jesus. So as it goes on, we see the dawn of the light. The dawn of the light. Verse 6 introduces John, not the writer of the book, John. John the Baptist, this is. And he's saying, here's a person. A person you might think, oh, is this the light? He's a person with a lot of truth. He's a person guiding us on the way. Is is this the light? No, verse 7 and 8. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. So we look at John, and what does he do? He's constantly pointing us to Jesus. Jesus is the one who is the light, the true light, verse 9, that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. That is an amazing truth, isn't it? That this light of light, this one who is the source of all light came into the world like the sun coming up at dawn it's dark outside right now but that's not because there is no sun we don't need to suddenly panic to say where's the sun gone out no the sun is just shining somewhere else at the moment and that's in a sense what it was like before the first Christmas that Jesus was the light the light shining in glory with the father and the spirit as he always had done Until that day when the light dawned on earth, the true light coming into the world. We're going to sing later on, light of the world, you step down into darkness. And as we read on in John's gospel, this idea of Jesus being the light in a dark world keeps coming up again and again. Jesus says, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. It says in John 8, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Later on, I've come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me 
should stay in darkness. This is who Jesus is. He comes into the world. And it is like the dawn of light coming to break the darkness. The dawn of goodness in a world that's so full of evil. The dawn of joy in a place so full of gloom and sorrow. The dawn of truth in a place so full of ignorance and of guidance. This is a confusing world, isn't it? A world full of blindness and darkness, and yet Jesus comes to bring light. It is an absolutely glorious, wonderful thing that he's come into the world. I said earlier, we've got a, a star lamp in our front window. It's a lamp that uh, my aunt and uncle bought us years and years ago. It's in the shape of a star, and it's got star-shaped little holes in it where the light sort of pours out, so it kind of looks like a star with stars in it. Um, uh, Lib went to switch it on yesterday and switched the switch and blink, dead. We were a little bit worried the, the electrics had gone. I think you have slightly wet hands at the time. You think, oh dear, but you didn't die, so it probably wasn't that. So uh, we were trying to think what it was. It was just the bulb had blown, so we were okay. And just a few minutes later, we were back up and running. But as John's writing this, he wants us to know nothing like that will happen with Jesus because he is the everlasting light. He is a light that will never go out. So it says in O little town of Bethlehem, isn't it? In thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. And that's what it says in this passage as well, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's interesting, some, some uh, versions of that might say has not understood it, but uh, it's the same kind of idea of grasping it. We, we use the word grasp, don't we, to go, I haven't grasped it, I don't understand it. But grasping is also about grabbing <laughs> and taking away and I think it's both those things that the world hasn't understood it but it also hasn't overcome it it hasn't grasped it and it never will put out that light it is an everlasting light verse 10 and 11 do say that that, that when he came to the world many did not recognize him many did not receive him or welcome him as they should have done But that didn't extinguish his light. Nothing ever could, because that's the nature of light, isn't it? Uh, Forget what I said about blown bulbs. But generally speaking, when you flick the light switch, it isn't the case that the darkness that's already in the room kind of swallows it up and goes, no, I'm staying dark, thank you very much. No, the light always wins, doesn't it? You don't have the the night time wrestling with the dawn, kind of pinning the sun down below the horizon so it doesn't come up this time. No, the light always comes up. And when the light comes up, the darkness goes away. That is what it always is. And that's what it's like with the Lord Jesus. He is the everlasting light. The darkness has not overcome it. And John is writing this at the beginning of his book, knowing full well that as the book goes on, this light is going to be ignored this light is going to be crucified. And that light really did look like it had gone out forever. And yet it was only a matter of time when he rises again, like the morning sun. The darkness has not and cannot overcome it. And so I think we're being encouraged here, right at the start of John's Gospel, to come to the light, to come to him. He's the source of all light, of everything good, everything true. 
So come to him. Don't be like those people who, who won't, who, who will not receive him, will not recognize him, refuse to see him. Instead, we want to be those who, who come to him. If we want truth, we want wisdom, we need to come to Jesus. If we become more and more aware of how dark life seems, we need to come to the Lord Jesus. And we need to stick close to the Lord Jesus. We read earlier, didn't we, those words from John 3 about light having come into the world, but people loving darkness instead of the light. That those who do evil hate the light will not come into the light for fear their deeds will be exposed. There's something of, of the cockroach in it, isn't there? And cockroaches everywhere, the light comes on, tick, 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 scatter away under the fridge or wherever they are. Because they just, I, I can't there is a, a word for it, isn't it? Photophobic or something like that. They, they cannot stand the light. They, they run away from it. But then on the other hand, you think of plants, and they, they deliberately grow towards the light. It's the same light, very different reactions. I think John is encouraging us to, to be like those plants growing towards the light rather than the cockroaches scattering off. Be willing, be eager to come to the Lord Jesus, to stay in the light. John picks up this theme in 1 John chapter 1. He says, this is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Light is about goodness. It's about guidance on the way to walk. And so we need to stick close to him, walk in the truth, walking the right way in openness just this weekend Lib and I heard some terrible news about somebody that we knew and respected from a long time ago elsewhere and discovering that they've not been walking in the light that there's been all kinds of darkness in their life that they've kept hidden and the lights now come out and uh, disaster and it's devastating when that kind of thing happens the impact of that when uh, somebody who people have been listening to, have been following, it turns out actually has been walking in the darkness. Friends, can I encourage us to come to the light and stay in the light? The Lord Jesus is the one who gives joy and goodness and truth and life and guidance. And so we need to stay with him. That's why we're celebrating, isn't it? That's why we're stringing up lights and lighting candles and not just sitting in the dark because he is the source of all good things, the source who has dawned in the world and will shine forever. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for who you are, that in you, in you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there is light. And particularly in the person of the Lord Jesus, who's come into the world to be that light shining in our dark world, we pray that we would come to him and that we would stay close to him. We pray this for the honor of Jesus' name and for our good. Amen.